Are you guys excited for the word today? You know, God answers prayers. Amen? And my prayer was that for the people who were here in the first week to be here again in the second week of the year. Amen? Okay, no effect. Okay. You know, we are uh, starting a new series entitled Amazing Grace. And when we talk about Amazing Grace, it's one of those words as people of God that we actually use, but there is a portion where we actually don't know the magnitude of the word. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's one of those Christianese words that we say. Yung pagka kinausap ka, no, ang sagot mo, it's the grace of God. Amen? Diba? When we talk about grace, we know it's something great, it's something that will affect us. But at the same time, whenever people ask you, ano ba yung grace? What is grace? Sometimes it's very difficult to answer. And for the five weeks that we have, and this is our new series, Amazing Grace, we are going through it to know really what grace is all about. As much as we want to preach it for one week, we don't have enough time. Why? Because the meaning of the word grace is so much to actually digest, it's so much to actually understand that it will not it will be disservice to us if we only preach it for one week. But one thing is for sure, when we talk about amazing grace, this is the truth that I want to share. That amazing grace comes from God and God alone. When we talk about grace, we know that He's the author and the initiator of grace. And that's why uh, Apostle Paul said this in his book, uh, Acts chapter 2, or Acts chapter 20 rather, verse 24. He said this about grace. That my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord. The work of telling others that the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Paul was saying that his life is useless or worthless unless he preaches about the wonderful grace of God. What is grace? And how does grace affect us in our lives today? You know, the basic and most or the easiest definition of grace that we can remember is this. I'm sure a lot of you have heard this. Grace is the unmerited favor of God. It's the favor that we do not deserve from God. And so if grace is this as a basic principle, we're going to talk about a different kind of grace today. A deeper kind of grace. And so for our first week, we will go through the book of Titus. So if you have your Bibles with you, please open your books, Bibles to Titus chapter 3. And we will go through several verses there. Before I read the passage, you know, Titus was one of the disciples of Paul that was asked to lead the church in Crete. And so if you're uh, good with how uh, demographics and maps look like, Crete was something like Cebu. Alam you ba yung itsura ng Cebu? It's an island that is not connected by land, so it's you have to travel via... Exerciser, yes. You have to go there via boat. It's a... Um, just like Cebu, no? it's a cigar shape, sabi niya, no? Crete was an island. And so, he's now assigned to go to that place and lead the church that Paul planted. And so, because of uh, Titus being there for a while, 
Paul, his uh, victory group leader, as you call it, his disciple, his leader, actually wrote him a letter. Very short letter. Three chapters that talks about how to run the church. And he starts with verse 1 of chapter 3. It says, Remind them to... sub." Uh, I'm going to read through the NLT version. Remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. They should be obedient and always ready to do what is good. They must not slander anyone and must avoid quarreling. Instead, they should be gentle and show true humility to everyone. This is a basic call for believers, right? Do you agree? Yes, all of us are asked or called to live the right way. Kailangan wala daw tayong niloloko. Kailangan we do not slander people. We are not quarrelsome. Sino sa inyo may nakaaway? Paakit dito. Meron ba? Nung nakita nyo na yung escalator sira, I was there, no? Meron mga umakit dito. Konti lang naman. Nakasimangot na. Meron yung... Hirap na umakit sa church. We're not... We are called actually not to be like that, sabi niya. What else? Instead, they should be Gentle and show true humility to everyone. Look at the person to your right. Do they look gentle or humble? Yeah. Why was Paul talking about these things? Why was he saying, Dapat hindi sila ganito. Dapat hindi sila ganon. They should not act like this. Why? We'll see here in the next verse, chapter 3, verse 3, he says, Once we too were what? Foolish, disobedient, we were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy and we hated each other. Paul was saying that the Cretans, yung mga tagajan, they are foolish, disobedient, they are full of evil, naiingit sila, they hate each other. What does that mean? You know, during the time, the place of Crete were known for this reputation. Ang mga taga-Crete, when you say they are Cretans, what you're really saying is they are also liars. It's their reputation. It's actually a place where you hire mercenaries. Are you familiar with the word mercenaries? Yeah? Ako hindi, honestly. I didn't know. What akala ko yung mercenaries are people that you hire to kill. Diba? Parang ganun yung concept. But really, when you look at the dictionary, mercenaries are people who uh, earn money from unethical ways. So it's, so it's not just beating up people, it's dishonest gain. Mercenaries were living in Crete. And so when you need to do something that is not right, you would actually go to Crete and hire people. Ganun po yung picture ng Crete. They were dishonest, they were disloyal, they were liars. But wait. The Bible says, what's the first three words? He says, once we too were foolish and disobedient. Paul was not a Cretan. He was not from there. But Paul, if you look at the letter, in the book of Acts, you would see here that Paul was actually a really bad person, right? He was actually one of the ones who persecuted the believers. He actually allowed the stoning of Stephen. He was one of the most wicked men. And so we know this, he might not be Cretan, but he was also just like this. Evil. Full of evil, full of inget, full of pleasures and lusts of the world. 
disobedient and foolish. But he also said, we too, sabi niya, we were once, ganito tayo. What do we assume? Is Titus a Cretan? Naisip niya ba yun? Baka Cretan din si Titus. Kasi sabi niya, once we too, ganun din si Titus. You know, I'm not sure if Titus is from Crete. I'm not sure if he confessed his sins to Paul. But Paul knew one thing. One thing is for sure. Paul, the Cretans, and Titus were foolish, disobedient. They were slaves to the lusts and pleasures. Our lives are full of evil and envy, full of hate. You know, Paul was making a point. Regardless, if you have a reputation of being a bad person, regardless of what you've done that people don't see, regardless of who you are, Paul was making a point. We are all wicked. We are all sinful. I was looking for the best illustration for this and I was actually able to unearth my first ID. Sabi po kasi dun sa online, sabi niya, if you're a student and you have an ID, you can actually get the student discount. So sabi ko, may ID ako. Nahanap ko po yung ID ko. You want to see how I looked like when I was in kinder? Thank you, Mark. Yeah. Oh. Ang cute, no? You know, Pastor Dennis used also this illustration and a lot of people were messaging me. It was mixed. Sabi ng isa, what happened? You know, this was my uh, prep ID rather, not my kinder ID. Um, as you know, I'm not Filipino. That's why I studied in Morning Jew Montessori, Brookside, Cainta-Rizal. You know, this picture is a picture of, it's hard to say, a very cute kid, right? Yeah. And why am I sharing this? You know, growing up, my mom, my dad, my lolo lola always would tell me, alam mo, babait na bata to. Good boy to eh. Good boy tong apo ko na to. Good boy tong anak ko na Alam mo tong anak ko? Good boy to. You know, I was fully convinced that I was really a good boy. The boy next door, good boy. Even when I honored my mom during my wedding, I said, thank you for raising up a good boy. But you know what I realized? I'm going to confess this to all of you. Konti lang naman tayo, 600. You know what I realized? I believe at around grade 3, I learned how to curse without my mom and dad knowing about it. When I'm in school, I would say it, but when I'm home, I'm this good boy. What did I realize? I actually learned to lie at an early age, probably kinder, or even before school. I could actually convince my parents that I was not feeling well just to watch He-Man in the afternoon. I learned to lie. But in the image of everyone, I was a good boy. I learned to steal money from my parents' wallet and get a little 
and a little. You know, growing up, we also had the sari-sari store. And lumaki po akong batang shampola. Kasi I knew that the jar was big, and you would sell it per piece, and I would get one, dahil hindi naman mapapansin, may madudurog naman, right? I'd actually get my merienda there, and not tell anyone. Why? Because everyone thought that I was a good boy. You know, I learned the right words to say to people so that I could get what I want. I was a manipulative good boy. Why am I sharing this? Other than my cute photo. You know, I'm sharing this because if there was one thing that I was really good at, you want to know? Ayaw talaga nila, Mark. Eh. You want to know what I was really good at? I was good at pretending. At the end of the day, I realized this. I was not a good boy. You know, Paul was making a point when he said, we were once foolish, disobedient. Paul was making a point when he was saying, we were lovers of evil things, the lusts and pleasures of the world. He was saying this, we are all sinners. You know, the world's measurement of value, when we talk about value, is different from how God sees us. The world would tell us, if you have this, if you have your accomplishments, good. But at the end of the day, when judgment comes, we know that it is only one measurement when we face God. And that is, if we have fallen short of His glory. You know what do we realize when we read the Bible this way? It gives us a reflection of our state. It gives us a reflection of who we are. You know, Cretans were known to be this, the bad people. But the reality is, we may not be known to be bad, but we are all bad. We are all sinners. And the truth is this, that we are all sinners in need of a Savior. Why? We can never save ourselves. As much as we want to save ourselves with doing this and that, what Paul is saying is that, pare-parehas lang tayo. We have disqualified ourselves from the goodness of God. The Bible says, Romans 6.23, what does it say? For the wages of sins are death. Does it say sins? Or does it say for the wages of sin is death? What does that mean? One sin and we are disqualified. You know, the enemy is so excited that when we are kids, Mag-sin lang tong isa. Sa akin na to. If only this person would sin more and more, I would own this person. The enemy would say, we are disqualified of the goodness of God. The reality is we can never do anything in this world to save ourselves. Ganda ng pasok ng preaching for the year. If there's something that equalizes all of us, what is that? Sin. We are all sinful. Verse 4. But when God our Savior revealed His kindness and love, let me pause there, and I hope this is my prayer for all of you this year, that whenever we are feeling hopeless, that whenever we are going through trials in this life for 2020, my prayer is that you will encounter a but God. 
You know, when God would speak, when God would intervene, just like here in Titus 3, He says, but when God, you know that the change will happen. That the situation will turn around. And so, there is a turnaround in this part. He says, but when God, our Savior, revealed His kindness and love, verse 4, verse 5, He what? What did He do? He saved us. Our salvation comes only from God. He's the only one who can save us. And so the Bible says, He saved us not because of the righteous things we have done. Not with the good things that we have done. You know, growing up, the school that I went to, ang passing grade po namin is only 50 per quarter. Sa inyo, I think it's 70 or 75, di ba? Kaya yung tinawag na palakol. No? Sa amin, hindi siya palakol. It's 50. And so ako, dahil I'm a good boy and not great, my goal was to actually just reach 50. My goal at the end of the year per subject is to reach 200. Ang hina ko pa rin sa math, di ba? Per quarter, 50, 50, 50. The perfect score is 400. I would actually just... Uh, aim at 50. So there were quarters, and I, Tita, don't tell this to my Lola. There were quarters that I actually got 48. Grabe, no yung grade ko sa mat, 48. So ang goal ko next semester, next quarter, 52 lang. Okay na ako, 52. I would actually run after the 52, so I would study a little harder, I would try to do this and that. You know the problem with trying to balance things out? In the end, we know we will fail. Sometimes we do this for God kasi ito yung ginawa natin kahapon. Sometimes we try to, Lord, babawi ako sa'yo next week kasi ito yung ginawa ako sa office mate ko. Lord, babawi ako sa'yo. Uh, I will treat everyone in the office kasi I fired one because I didn't like how he looked. We try to balance things out. Look at the person beside you. Mukha ba siyang balansado? You know, at the end of the day, we know that we will always be in the losing end. It will never be enough. Uh, you know, every January 9, uh, in the Philippines, a lot of devotees would actually celebrate this. Are you familiar with this? It's, a, it's what they call translation. It's a procession from one place to the other. And devotees here in the Philippines, I'm not sure if people from out of the country would go here, it would take probably millions of people. This year, they were, uh, they were estimating the devotees of the Black Nazarene to go at around 2.4 million just to follow, just to have a glimpse, just to get near this Black Nazarene. You know, they all have different motives. 2.4 million. Some just want to see, but others are, uh, what's the word? Pursigido na makalapit. That's the goal, right? For them to be able to touch and get near the Black Nazarene. Why? Because they believe that when they get close enough to the Black Nazarene, what will happen? The things that they want to happen will come to pass. A lot of them have different reasons. Some, to be forgiven. Lord, lahat ng ginawa ko 2019, makalapit lang ako sa'yo, mahawakan lang kita. Papatawarin mo. Some 
want breakthrough in their career. Lord, mapapromote ako. That's why we wa- we see this in um, in the news that they would feature popular people who equate their credibility and uh, yung kasikatan nila based on this uh, anong tawag doon? Panata. The Black Nazarene. Everyone has different motivations of getting nearest to the Black Nazarene. They're, they've devoted their lives to just get near. If only I could do this. If only I could just touch it. If only I could do this, I would be okay with the Lord. You know, the Bible talks about a different kind of God. Because the God that we know is the God who reaches out to us. The God that we know is the one who stoops down and saves us. Imagine, paano yun kung hindi ka nakalapit? You'll wait another year just to get a glimpse and a touch of the black Jesus. I hope you know that the God that we worship is the one who reaches out. Why? Because the Bible says we are slaves. Slaves can't go out of its job. Slaves can't... Why? We're tied up. Tied up to sin. Tied up to our ways. I hope you know that when we talk about the grace of God, we'll be reminded of this truth. That it is God who makes a way. It is God who reaches out. It is God who will make sure that He is here and that He is leading you back to Him. We can't do it on our own. That's the reality. The problem is how we view ourselves. Tim Keller, one of the popular uh, New York pastors in the U.S., said this, If you want to become a Christian, all you need is nothing. He said, but most people don't have that. Most of us come with our recommendation letters. Lord, ginawa ko to para sa'yo. Most of us with our resume, Lord, I've accomplished this and I've donated this much for your people. With our money, Lord, I would do this for you. But you know what? All of that is nothing for the Lord. Alam mo gusto ni Lord from us? You want to know? Just us. Not what we do for Him. Not what we try to do and win His favor. God wants us. Just us. And that's why God makes a way. Si Lord ang lumalapit sa inyo. Imagine for a moment, ngayon. Indulge me for a few seconds. Why are you here in this church? Think about it. Was it you who decided to go to Victory Green Hills? when you first came here? It's either some of you were invited by friends, right? Some of you just Googled something and all of a sudden you find this church, Meron? Some of you called, and this is not a joke, we have people who called 700 Club and when they ask, where, are you, where do you live? I live in San Juan. Go to Victor Green Hills. Some of you are that. I hope you know that all of us are here not because of our efforts. It's God who leads us here. It's God who brings us here. Do you believe that? Thank you to the three people who believe that. No, really. Do you honestly believe 
that the reason why you're here is only because of you. I'm not here because I chose to be here. I believe God brought me here. It's not an accident that you're here. Tap the person to your right. God wants you here. Okay, don't tap the person to your right. Shake the person to your right. Yan, magigising yan. Okay. As you continue, it says, God saved us. What does saving mean? You know, when people bail out someone, when people need saving, kunwari no, may nagawa ka, someone would need bailing out. And so you would call your friend, can you save me from this fiasco? Can you save me from this problem? Ano sabihin nun? Mga barkada natin sabihin niya, sige, tutulungan kita, pero last na to ah. Meron ba kayong kilalang ganun? Masama lahat ng kaibigan ko. Hindi ko alam. Sana yung mga friends ko, parang yun sa inyo. They will bail us out, pero masama loob niyan. Pag sinabi mo, tulungan mo naman kami, oh sige, pero last na to. Why? Because they feel like, di naman to dapat tulungan. Paulit-ulit, ang problema. But the reality is, when God saved us, the Bible says, what did He actually do? Number one, He washed us. But because of His mercy, He washed away what? Our Sins. Why? Because what we could only do is cover it up. Di ko sabihin na ginawa ko ito. Walang nakakaalam nito. Ako lang. Nobody will know about my the thing that I've done before. Nobody will know. We all try to cover it up and that's why when we are confronted with the truth, we just lie about it. Right? Alam niyo yung problem when we try to cover things up, when we try to lie about it. You know what the problem is? we will end up lying more. Hirap. It's very hard to maintain a lie. I know that. Mauhulit, mauhuli ka. Why? Because God knows what you did last summer. He knows everything. The truth will always come out. And so He knows that we can't hide it. The only solution is washing. The only solution is to remove. How do we remove the dirt from our clothes? We wash it. And so if you've done something really bad, hindi ka lang winashing machine ni Lord, sinonrocks ka pa. Pag sobrang tindi na talaga, namoriati ka na. But God washed you anyway. Heavy preaching. But I hope you know that the truth about God is that He is the only one who can forgive sins. What else? He did not only forgive us, He actually gave us new birth. What does that mean? The old has gone, the new has come. Ibig sabihin, the enemy can no longer lie to you. Whenever you do something good, the enemy would tell you, bubulangan kayo ng enemy, ano sabihin niya? Di ka naman nagbabago, huwag mo nagawin yan. Nanay-experience na ba kayong gano'n? Meron? Meron, di ba? Bakit yung kinakausap yung enemy? The enemy would try to deceive us and tell us, huwag mo nang gawin yan, nag-a-usher ka, ba't kayo mag-a-usher eh? Pag ano mo, dati mo ang buhay. You know what you tell that person? You want to know? Tell that person, yes, I was that person, but I'm no longer that person. The old has gone, 
the new has come. Declare it. The more that the enemy tries to bring you back to your past, allow the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord to remind you that you are no longer that person. Pag nasa kotse ka, pagka natetempt ka to look at billboards and you're having a hard time, just declare, the old has gone, the new has come. I have new set of eyes in the name of Jesus. I will not last with that image in the billboard in Jesus' name. Why? Because we are no longer that. Amen? Sino sa inyong nakakaproblema sa Edsa? Huwag niyong taas yung kamay niyo. We are born new. What else? The Bible says, giving us new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. What does new life mean? You know, the life that we lived before Christ, and I hope you know this, we were spiritually dead. Patay. We could never have that encounter, a personal encounter with the Lord. It's hard to have a devotion life with God. Why? Because we are spiritually dead. But when God saved you, not only did He forgive your sins, not only are you born again, what else? You are given life and life to the full. And that's why we can declare, just like what Tim was singing a while ago, it is what? Finished. Why? Because we now can live a life of victory. As people of God, when God made a way, His desire for you is to live a life of victory. Amen? Di tayo talunan. I'm gonna say that again. Di tayo talunan. Di pa rin kayo naniniwala. Di tayo talunan. Amen? Why? Because God saved us, gave us new birth, and gave us new life. Tap the person to your right. Sabi mo sa kanya, God gave you new life. Tap the person to your left. Sabi mo sa kanya, hirap na hirap na si pastor. Verse 6. What else? He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. What does that mean? God, in His sovereignty, put so much of, of, of Him to us. How? Through the Holy Spirit. And I was asking God, Lord, what is this picture? How much of Your grace and love did You pour out to us? And God gave me this picture. Imagine, you have a cup. A coffee cup. Can you imagine it? And God wants to give you grace. God wants to pour out His Spirit upon you. Alam mo kung picture na binigay sa akin ni Lord? It's not a faucet that you turn on and off. It's not a well that you dip your cup in. It's actually, the picture God gave me was waterfalls that would actually put your cup and it would overflow and it would not stop. Why? Alam mo, si Lord, hindi nagbibigay ng sapat. The grace of God will always overflow. That's why we can say, Lord, I live my life through your grace. You are more than enough. Why? It overflows. Sabi nila, the grace of God is like a wave. Doesn't stop. Meron ba kayong nakitang resort? Pinapatay nila yung wave pagka madilim na? Tipid na tayo sa kuryente. Bukas na ulit. Waves never stop. It just comes. And it comes. And it comes. The grace of God. So we continue. Verse 7. And because of His grace, the Bible says, He made us right in His sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. 
All this is because of the grace of God. The reason why He washed you, the reason why He gave you new birth, the reason why He gave you new life, the reason why He saved you from sin is anchored on this truth. Because of His grace. Life is so unfair! Have you said that once in your life? Nasabi niyo na ba Lord, life is so unfair. Bakit siya ganito? Nasabi niyo na ba yun? Bakit siya ganoon? Bakit ako hindi ganito? Life is so unfair. But the reality is, if you think about it really, God would say, life is really unfair. Because if you ask for what you deserve, you deserve death. Everything that God has given us is something we do not deserve. The grace of God, the unmerited grace of God, the unmerited love of God. You know, if you think about it really, we deserve eternal damnation. And that's why I stop saying life is unfair. Why? Because I always get what I don't deserve in the Lord. You know, I just don't deserve anything. Why? Nung nakita ako ni Lord, sabi niya, isinungaling to si Francis eh. Manipulative tong taong to eh. Ninanakawan niya yung nanay niya mula nung maliit siya eh. Luko-luko to eh. Kunwari tulog, hindi. Nagsisinungaling to eh. But what did God do? God said, sa akin ka na. The Bible says, God chose what is Foolish in this world. Look at the person to your right. It's a proof of God's faithfulness. Aren't you glad, church, that God chose you? Buti na lang, Lord, ako pinili mo. Kung hindi, lagot ako. And that's the reality of it. It's because of His grace. I'm going to share with you one trivia about the grace of God. Alam ko meron sa inyo hindi naniniwala sa karma kasi Christians kayo, right? Tama ba? Sabi ni Isai, yes. <laughs> what is karma? Karma is? A chameleon. Ne. Karma is what? You get what you deserve, right? That's what they say. Karma daw is you get what you deserve. And that's why they don't do something bad kasi they will get what we deserve. You know what grace is? We get what we do not I'd rather live my life in the grace of the Lord than live my life in fear of karma. You know, in my life, I would say this. 90% of everything in me, I don't deserve. And the 10%, yabang ko na lang yun. The reality is, we don't deserve anything good from the Lord. But God gave it anyway. The Bible says, because of His grace, He made us right. That's what we call justification. We are made righteous. 
When God saved us, He had to make us right. We know this, God is just. He will judge us for what we have done. But at the same time, He is also merciful and His grace is there. Think about it today. I have an activity, very quick. Can I ask everyone to close their eyes? Hold on to your phones. Yeah. Close your eyes, quick. In the past 12 days of January 2020, and assess today if the things... For the past 12 days, you have done right and done wrong. How would you assess the first 12 days? 10 being doing all right and 1 being really bad at everything. 5, okay naman. Assess your first 12 days based on right and wrong. Okay, open your eyes. Hindi po ako manghuhula. Pero... Most probably, because 12 days pa lang ng New Year, most of you will say, 7. Kasi 7, ano yan eh, hindi naman talaga ako perfect. Tsaka may ginawa kasi ako sa parking kanina eh. Ginasgasan ko yung katabi ko. Ah, baka 6 na lang. Hindi mo naman sabihin na 1. 12 days, ah, 12 days pa lang naman. Am I right? How many of you said, mga 7, taas ang kamay? Thank you for your honesty. How many of you said five? How many have said less than five? Lord, kidlatan yun na to mga to. <laughs> you know, the reality is, we assess our lives based on what we do. Oh, good to. Ah, I had a good week. Ah, failed. But I hope you know when we say that we are justified in Christ, it means so much more. Do you want to know what it means? That when Christ died on the cross, rose from the dead, what did He do? He took our place. The things that we did wrong, He took that from us. Sins, past, present, future. The things that we can't do to fulfill the law and the Word of God, Jesus did it for us. The wrong things that He did, He got nailed on the cross for. The wrong things that we did, rather. He got nailed for the cross. For How is that a picture of justification? Are you familiar with this? You know, justification is a legal term. When we say we are justified through Christ, it means that God is just. God the Father judged us. And you know the judgment of the Lord is we are guilty, right? Hindi nyo pa alam yon magmula kanina, no? Uh, we are all guilty. The judgment of God, right? You know, God is just that He will not say we are not guilty. Hindi ganun si Lord. He is true. And so sabi niya, we are guilty. So pag guilty tayo, meron pong hatol yan. No? Paglabas ng hatol, merong, what's after the verdict? Penalty. Right? There is penalty for our guilt. And so this is the picture of justification. God seated at the judgment, the, uh, the chair, the judgment chair, and says, you are guilty. And tells the mediator or your lawyer, Jesus, and says, guilty siya, you be the one to take his punishment. I'm going to say that again. God is just. Says, we are guilty. 
and says, Son, because he is guilty and you are sinless, be the one to take his place. Be the one to get punished. Be the one to die for him. We are justified through Christ. And so what does that mean in regards to the activity I did? You know what that means? That whenever God sees you, He always sees a 10. Whenever God looks at you today, you may see that you are a 7, you may see that you are a 5, but the reality is God sees you as a 10. You want to know why? Because that's the great exchange. God sees Jesus in you. God took away your penalty, gave it to His Son. Jesus dies, and God sees a 10 for us. Can we declare that today? I am a 10 in Jesus' sight. You know, we're not saying this to brag about it. Paglabas nyo, I'm a 10. <laughs> but aren't you blessed to know that God sees you righteous today? Dalawalan talaga. Again, aren't you blessed, really? Yes. Knowing that God sees you as a 10. Amen? What else? God made us right in His sight. What else? And He gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. When God saved us, not only does He want to make sure that we are okay, we live victory, uh, victorious here on earth, it's actually in preparation of life with Him in eternity. You know, I realized in 2019, in assessing my year, I'm going to ask the worship team to go up. This is what I realized. You know, life here on earth is short. And unfortunately, we really fail. As much as we can say that, or we want to say that we are, that we fulfilled whatever we need to do, we know this, that life is short and that eternity is longer. You know, when God saved us, not only for this lifetime, it's really in preparation for the life with Him. The Bible says He wants eternity with Him for us. And He doesn't want you to experience eternity of death away from Him. And this is the grace of God. I hope you know that the grace of God not only does it affect us? It actually changes us. You know, you may have been a believer for the longest time, but this truth you need to hear today, that we are a recipient of God's grace. You know, sometimes we forget that we have received this grace. Sometimes we live as if it's all about us and our efforts. Sometimes we pray to God and say, Lord, ikaw na bahala, but in reality, we do it on our own. I hope you know that the grace of God changes everything in our lives. It's full. It's, it's the only thing that will allow us to live in victory. The grace of God. We can never do anything to deserve the grace of God. But we have received it anyway. 
gonna end with this statement. You know the enemy? The enemy's plan. Who's the enemy? Satan. The devil. The great deceiver. The great liar. You know what his plan for 2020? His plan is to make the trivial big. His plan is to make the small things big in your life. All of us have experienced this. The things that we are concerned about, ano, hala, paano ko gagawin to, ito? But you know, God wants to know, wants to let each and every few, all of us know this, that His grace is sufficient for you. That if He could save you, He could wash you, He could give you new life, He could give you a new birth. You know what that means? He could actually give everything to you. The Bible says, if He did not withhold His one and only Son to die on the cross, what more these things? We are recipients of His grace. Amen? Can, we, can you please, can we all declare that in a personal way? Just say it. I am a recipient of God's grace. We don't deserve it. But God gave us that grace anyway. We don't deserve it. But God made a way.